it's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me always is Frankie Vegas. Hey. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's begin. We're going to get it started. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the 80s, man. Frankie Vegas is in the house. What is up, bud? Hey, not a lot. Not a lot. Living the dream. Living the dream. Are you Are you getting all prepared for Halloween night? Are you have plans to go out? Mid- out I, and, I, uh, I live out in the middle of the country, man. That, that's the only thing that sucks. I love living out in the country, but... I don't get any trick-or-treaters or anything. I have to go over to my daughter's house and do hand you, out candy there or take the grandkids out. Do something. you do that? I, I have. I what? I didn't last year. I don't know why, but for some reason last year I didn't. Or maybe I did. Hell, I don't remember. I've slept since then. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I went over there, sat out on the porch, handed out candy while they took the kids out trick-or-treating. Right and we have never... In all the years of living here, we've never done a candy a candy thing. Now, you yeah. know, some of the houses that are along along this road will do it, but we've never done it. Yeah. So it's never been on our radar to do it. Now, Chico, since he moved into the new uh, the new place, uh, that's well, they did it when they lived in Plymouth, but um, they really like it in the cul-de-sac they're in now. Okay. So we always kind of talked about going up there, but we never did. Yeah. We did do a couple years where we went up to Scotty T's place. Okay. You know, we took a couple bags and then we just hung out up there and on trick or treat night. But I don't know. Should people take candy from Scotty T? Never. <laughs> That's why we went. I, I'm, I'm I'm kidding, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't diss on Scotty T too much. He always shares our golden image. Absolutely, uh, and we love him for it. Socials, yeah. Uh, I don't know that he's ever listened, but. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him the other day, and I'm like, you really ought to listen to some of the podcasts. We talk about your dumbass all the time. He's like, what? <laughs> he goes, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to listen to podcasts. I said, it's not that hard, bud. You can handle it. <laughs> if, if Frankie Vegas can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and, Scotty, you got, you got a wife, a stepson that can hook you up. Uh, I'm betting his stepson knows all about. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Miles, he'll he'll set you up. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just an excuse. <laughs> you would think his retired ass would have would have plenty of time to uh, listen to all the pods. Oh, you would think. I yeah. would think. God, I want to be retired. Oh, me too. <sighs> yeah. So. Um, I forgot to ask you while we were on break what your plan was mm-hmm. <laughs> retirement. Uh, remind me to ask you after we're done recording. Oh, okay. My plan on retirement, not do a damn thing. Oh, That's man. What my plan is. Um, now I'll have to find something to do. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there not being something. Probably still doing this. If... Pro- well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope by, uh, by that time we're about 100 issues in and... Mm-hmm. And uh, still going strong with 20 sponsors and uh, dare to dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. hey, but you know what? I am I am happy doing it for the tens and tens of fans. Tens yeah. of tens. Yeah. Actually, you know, uh, our numbers are not 
not real bad. I don't know what I I have no idea what our numbers are. I'll have to I'll have to show it to you after yeah. a bit. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can look at the analysis. You look. You can look at what I look at every day. How's that? Okay. All right. Yeah, I. I don't. <laughs> I just show up and talk into a microphone. I don't know anything else. I wish that's what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I had people that took care of all this other stuff for me, so I could just be here talking oh, to come you guys. On now, Chico does a lot. Chico does a lot. He does a lot. It, no, there's no. I mean. And, Chico takes care of all the call guy stuff. I don't. Have, I have no hands in that whatsoever. And when Skyler decided to show up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when he felt good and ready to do, yeah. Well, if you missed, yeah, you must be talking about the last golden image. Yeah. <laughs> he he went to he like took a nap and didn't wake up in time or something. I don't know. We're just blowing your shit, buddy. You know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but you know, Chico takes care of that. He takes care of all the Indiana Chiefs fans, and the Skywalker takes care of all those quarter, yep. quarter books and booze stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any oh, hands yeah. in that. So, I appreciate what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah they're absolutely. working hard. Yeah, uh, every everybody that's involved, you know, gives everything they can give, and oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, God bless them. Every bit of them. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we're looking forward to Murderers coming back. I, you know, here we've been in negotiations with them and and uh, we were actually hoping that Ashley would be on today's episode with yeah. us but uh, unfortunately she got stuck at work and couldn't make it so maybe sometime in the future we can uh, we can work something out yeah, and we're get something her back I'm on. sure there there there're plenty of murders in the 80s we can talk about <laughs> it is true that is yeah. true um so yeah we'll see what what comes about of that and uh until then it's just you and me Frankie hey that's all right Hanging out here on this 19th episode of Golden 80s. Golden 80s. We're almost to 20, buddy. Almost. almost. Get there. Did you think we'd get this far? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had no doubt. What was? What is your, uh, uh, what's your goal? My goal? 234? Oh, I just, till the end of time, man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Until one of us expires, you know. <sighs> we could be in here at 100, be like... Can, <laughs> hey, okay, listen. Even though we talked about this back in 2023, <laughs> hey, damn, let's talk about Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I just watched it in 24 karat gold, 84K, with Joby Digital Lucas Sound. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear they were right there outside the screen. <laughs> I, I shit my pants. Michael Jackson's got a fucking glowing eyes. I shit my pants. <laughs> oh, I lost him. Yeah. I lost him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be great. I'd love to be doing this at 100 years old. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, who are you? Yeah. Hey, get off my lawn. You shit your pants. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I'm, we're probably using the same equipment, too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know. We might get more listeners that, you know. When we're that old, could people be like, you hear these two old motherfuckers? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> they keep forgetting where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What? Yeah, motherfucking. <laughs> what are we talking about? My okay. laptop died. 
Jeremy, your laptop is is uh, <laughs> fifty eight years old. I don't care. It's still my favorite laptop. It's got all my stickers on it. I got this sticker. Hey, my laptop died. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We're off a fucking rail, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Welcome to Golden 80s Podcast. Well, you never know what you're going to get. No, you do not. (laughs) All right, Frankie, what do you got for me today? Oh, question of the pod. 80s edition. Suck it, Colton. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this to him, man. He is actually going to shit his pants. Okay, uh, kind of think which one I want to go with. Oh, okay, you know, we're in October, we're doing the Halloween theme oh, stuff yeah. and the scary, spooky stuff. So, um, do you have a special Halloween memory? Something that like really stands out as like your best Halloween ever? Oh, wow. Um, uh, uh, wow! You got uh, I. Th- it's like I got laid one time on uh, Halloween. I did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I still. She was wrong? dressed up like fucking Jack Sparrow, <laughs> and it was really it was it was hot. <laughs> what the hell's wrong uh, with me? I don't know, but it's a true fact. Um, I you know a lot of the best the lot of the best memories are just taking the kids around. You know, yeah. uh, I got memories. I got memories of going like I think we talked about it in one of the in the last episode of going down to Mentone. Mm-hmm. We actually went. Uh, uh, when when Donnie and Tina were just still together, um, we went with them with the kids, and you know, and well, obviously when Donnie was still alive, because uh, he's you know, God, it's hard to believe it's been five years already. Amazing how time flies, oh, but yeah. um, you know, just going down and wandering the streets, and I mean, Mentone is a great place to go trick or treating. They have a ton of houses that uh, that you know are into it and get all decorated up. They did the trunk or treat at one of the churches, which is always really, really cool because it's like it's like the fast lane to fucking candy. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's like boom, 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 boom. But yeah, I think just taking the kids out. I mean, I got I got one memory of uh, with my mom. Uh, I think Bobby was working or doing something. So me and mom took the kids out here in town and it's pouring fucking rain. And, oh. you know, they, we still went and we still did it. But I remember, you know, ducking and diving for awnings and you know the umbrella was you know wasn't real effective but we tried yeah but yeah i remember that one like it like uh it was a good one so yeah yeah i i i'm kind of going along the same way you're going i mean just taking my kids out now my grandkids watching you know i i love watching it taking their candy and yeah, it's like, oh, you don't need that. No. I think I, there's something wrong with that one. That one looks like it might be a little stale. Let me get that out of you. It's a Reese's but yeah. Peanut Butter Cup. Yeah, that's that like, you know, over my favorite, you know. And I always, you know, I always love going trick-or-treating, you know, picking out what costume I'm going to do, right. you know. Yeah, but, you know, so they were all kind of special to me. You know, me and my one buddy, we used to get real into it, you know. You know, we go into the store, you know, and go through the Halloween aisle and look at uh-huh. all the mask and makeup, and yeah, you know, we were kind of in heaven, you know. But yeah, but the, taking my kids once I got to watch it through their eyes, you know, and that, yeah, 
that's probably like one of my, my best memories with them. We used to have, and I don't know if you remember if you ever went there, but up in South Bend, there was a place called Fun FX. Yeah. Did you ever, yeah, I, did you ever go there? there? Yeah. I've been that there. place was amazing. And oh, that yeah. was year round. So you oh, could, yeah. we did a lot of shopping in there when we were making stuff up, uh, you know, just going in there and getting oh, yeah. what we needed. They had some great shit. And they, unfortunately, they have, you know, since, you know, yeah. closed up. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I got that. I don't even know what it's called now. That whole, the Halloween store that pops up every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There used to be one in Plymouth. I don't yeah. know they're, if they're going to have one this year or not. No, because it's a, some other store in there now. Nah. And, yeah, they they pop up where there's an empty store, right. you know, like where a Walmart or something used to be, or a Kmart or right. whatever, and they pop up, you know, that time of year, and they sell a bunch of shit. And then, oh yeah, and then and they got some pretty go, cool shit. Yeah. I mean, I need to go and see where, because yeah, you know there'll be one in South Bend somewhere. Yeah, you just gotta get up I, there. I mean, I can't afford any of the shit they get because <laughs> there's a lot of shit I'd like to have, you know. But there is a ton of things that I would love to have, you know. I'd love to have a full Iron Man costume. You know, that would be fucking badass. I do have, uh, I do have a a full adult sized Spider Man costume though. So, do you ever see uh, Into the Spider Verse? No. There's a fat, there's a fat Spider Man, and that's what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. It doesn't. It zips in the back. It's really weird. I can't zip it up myself, and I can't get myself out of it. So I don't wear it very often. But um, yeah, it's just a on special strange. nights with Bobby. Uh, <laughs> as long as she's looking like Jack Sparrow, I could be Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man. Um, yeah, wow, that's just that is not right in so many ways. My kids are listening to this, going, "You fucking stop it." <laughs> Stop talking about my mom that way. She doesn't do those kind of things. She's my mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I remember one year, Dawn and Dan, we built a haunted house in their carport. Oh, okay. Because they were having a party for the kids. And so we did that one year. And uh, that was fun, too. That was really, yeah, have you ever done a haunted house where you're the haunter? I have not. I, I have worked in haunted houses before. But never as like a, a spooky guy, the guy that jumps out? Yeah. I, I've done that. I haven't done my own. I oh, mean, no, I no, went, no. you know, and I, I have. I was just talking to a guy uh, yesterday about that. He said he was working in one of the haunted houses over in Fort Wayne or whatever. And I was like, do you get all excited when you hear the kids coming and you're like, I'm about to fucking scare the shit out of them. <laughs> He's like. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's what I remember about that one. Is like, oh, they're coming. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get them good. And then, you know, you go blah, and they go, whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, and, and yet, from experience, y'all get the one little asshole that wants to throw a punch at you every time. And a little fucking kid, you know, yeah. a little fucking thirteen year old kid thinking he's the badass, wanting to impress his friends. Uh huh. And I changed him out the fucking door, man. Let him right to the cop. <laughs> and now you know what Frankie Vegas was like when he was 13. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wasn't like that. I I, uh, I was respectful to people. When you were 13? Yeah. Okay. I, I was respectful. I mean, I was polite, nice to people. Now, what I did when there weren't adults around is different. <laughs> but, you know, with adults, I was I tried to be a gentleman. Uh-huh. Kind of. Kind of. You know. Now, unless I was dating their daughter, then they hated my guts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You see how that works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a few of those, too. Mm-hmm. 
I had one of them try to run me over this truck. Yeah. I asked this one mom one time on dating her daughter, and she did for whatever reason hated me. And I asked her, I go, I go, what, what the hell did I ever do to you? Why what do you hate me? And what the? What? Oh my God! Good Lord! Oh, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast here. What are you doing? You don't answer the phone. I come to your house. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't Kansas City Chief fans. I know, right? (laughs) I grew up in the '80s. '80s. (laughs) Well, pull up a microphone and some headphones. Sit down. (laughs) I tried to call you back. You didn't answer. I saw that. I was literally driving by. He's doing a podcast. I'm yeah. going to podcast bomb him. He's a, po- he's a podcast bomber. You might want to tell him who's here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, f- the chief, Phil Jordan's here from Indiana Chiefs fans. Hey, all you 80s fans. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate the 80s. I know. He spent most of it. He must, mo- most of his memories were in the 80s. <laughs> all right, nice seeing you. Hey, See you, man. I'll go have a chat with Bobby and head out. All right. So where were we? <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about before we got uh, podcast bombed? I don't remember. I, I think don't... we were talk. We were talking about uh, Halloween memories. Oh, right on. Yeah, uh, you were talking about. We were talking about haunted houses. Haunted. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. All right. Well, uh, are we ready to get into today's topic? Yeah, because I think Frankie has a lot to say about today's topic. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to hear what you have to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you through this episode. Well, I've done the research, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna follow you through it. So, okay. Here's my write-up. Are you ready? Yeah. In 1982, seven people died after they consumed Tylenol brand acetaminophen capsules in the Chicago Chicago land area, starting a national-wide panic that affected everyone in the U.S. Today, we are talking about. The Chicago Tylenol murders. Oh yeah. Ooh. Now, do, do you remember it at all? I do. I do. I, I, I you know, that we were young when that happened, but I, I remember it happening, but I didn't really care. I guess. No, no. It was like, oh fuck it, I won't take Tylenol. Yeah, I guess why I'll take, I take Advil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take Tylenol. <laughs> I don't either. I take Equate. Equate. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, um, it all started with a, uh, unfortunately, with a 12-year-old girl. I know, right? And she had woke up, and I think she had like a sore throat and just wasn't feeling good, you know, typical type of cold type of deal. Right. So she took some Tylenol, and very shortly thereafter... It was the next day. Was it the next? I it, thought it was like a couple, like... A couple hours. Like she died the next day. Yeah. 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 But I thought she started having problems. Oh, right on. You know, right there. And they took her. Well, no, because I'm trying to remember, because I watched the documentary before I came over. She, they took her to the hospital and she went pronounced dead at the hospital. So, yeah. So when she started feeling bad, because now. I'm trying to think because the one other time they said it happened really fast. What they were saying that the things in the uh, the poison, the cyanide, uh-huh. it attaches to like oxygen cells or whatever and doesn't let them move through the okay. body, so you can't. Basically, and, it's sucking the uh, it's the, sucking the O2 out of your body. Yeah, yeah, and. 
and I thought they were saying that that it, it almost starts happening immediately. Well, usually when you get into something like that, yeah, it, I mean, it's going to go right for what it's designed to go for. Yeah. But, and then, on the same day, and this happened on September 29th, 1982, which, we're what are we, like, 41 years now will be mm. the, tomorrow, as we're recording. Oh, yeah, tomorrow will be that. the Yeah, be like 41 years tomorrow. That's weird. I believe. But, um... Yeah, there were and on the same day there were six other individuals that consumed the Tylenol. Um, Adam Janus, I think, was the first one. He took it. They took him to the hospital. He passed away, and yeah, I believe it might have been a brother and his sister-in-law or brother and sister. I'm not sure. It's Stanley and Teresa Janus. They went home, you know, obviously, bad day. They had headaches. They took it and died all the same day. You know, so then everybody can, okay, something's fucking going on here. Right, right. And, um, wow, there's so much to say there, There's so much to take in on this particular yeah, deal. Um, so it was like, and who else was there? And then there was... Um, there was another one, uh, Paula Prince and Mary Reiner. They both, I think maybe they were the next day. They they died. And the ages of these people were 27, 25, 20, 35, and 27. And Mary Kellerman was only 12. Right. So, you know, and so they were young people, you know. And, well... They had, trying to figure it out, they had a nurse come and investigate. That's the Helen Helen Jensen. Helen Jensen, yeah. Uh-huh. And she was the only public health official in the area, Ar- Arlington, Arlington Heights. Right. So she visited the Janice household and discovered a Tylenol bottle with an accompanying receipt showing where it had been bought and all that good stuff. And I guess she had, let me read here, she noticed that there were six pills missing, uh-huh. which would equal up to each of them taking two pills. Right. Um, so she turned the bottle over to the investi- investigator, Nick Pichos, and reported her suspicion that it was related to the Janet death. Now, I'm not sure how she came to that conclusion by just seeing a bottle of Tylenol. Um, did I, uh, and I read somewhere, and it may not have been her, it might have been, it might have been Pichos that, that uh, said that there was an almond-like scent oh, yeah. that was in the bottle. Yeah, you're so, right. There was an almond scent, and anybody yeah. that knows anything about cyanide, cyanide yeah. knows so it, it does. It does a say bitter that, almond smell. Yeah, yeah, it does say that Picho smelled the yeah, almond. Yeah. But I mean, if if Helen picked up the bottle and she noticed that yeah, too, yeah. that would probably be why she jumped right on that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Then. And then. Who else? Dr. Edmund Donahue, he was the deputy chief examiner for Cook for Cook County. 
would you know he suspected the cyanide too to be the culprit, and he had asked Pichot to smell the bottle, right. and and when he smelled the almond-like scent, Donnie Donahue asked the county chief toxic, toxicologist Michael Schaefer to test the capsules. Then they tested them and determined that each of the remaining forty-four capsules from the bottle from the Janice's house contained nearly three times the fatal amount of cyanide. Three times. So, I mean, they... They loaded it up. They loaded, yeah. They took out the medicine and put in the cyanide. That's It's it's bizarre to me that the entire bottle was was full, so... And we'll talk about this in a minute. When, when, when let's get through some more of these details, and then we'll talk yeah. about the the theory behind it. So you know, the authorities held the press conference. You know, they had advising the public do not take Tylenol, and they were, you know, they, and at that time, you know, eighty two. You know, we had three television channels, mm-hmm. so it wasn't as easy to get the word out. Right. So the police were going around with megaphones down around the streets, you know, yelling, "Hey, don't take Tylenol! Please don't take Tylenol! <laughs> don't buy Tylenol!" You know, trying to get That's the funny. word out. You know. <clears throat> well, then the bottle that of Tylenol that Kellerman used was inventoried by the paramedics, and they noticed that that bottle and the Janus bottle both had the same lock code of MC twenty eight eighty. And Johnson and John Johnson, the makers of Tylenol, issued a recall right. for all Tylenol from that lot. And I think eventually it was like all Tylenol. Yeah, I think eventually it because I, they I think another one had a different number on it. But let me let me ask you a question. Okay, this was just gel caps, though, right? This uh, capsules, yeah. Yeah, this wasn't the. Uh, this wasn't like the uh, the hard. Pe- yeah, yeah, because yep. yeah, because you had to take out the powder and put it in the capsule. Right, right. Yeah, I'm assuming. I do. I'm. I'm. That's sure. what I'm assuming. <laughs> I, all I man. All I yeah. I just had the question of. You know, for the longest time, I always thought it was an injection. I thought that they just punched it through the bottle. They injected a couple of the tablets, and this is what happened. This sounds like to me that this is 100% premeditated, 100% where they took the bottles and, you know, spent days working on doing this and then put the bottles back. Mm. My question always has been, is it, was it somebody at Johnson & Johnson or was it somebody, and I think there's a point where we talk about that, maybe yeah. taking the bottles off the shelves and then putting them back. Yeah, because from what the documentary I, I watched, they had found out that once you put the cyanide in, it dilutes after 24 hours. Really? So it had to be done like almost that day that wow. they bought the pills. Wow. To my understanding. So, yeah. So it had to be somebody taking it off the shelf because where it was manufactured, it wouldn't have got to the store in time for right. the cyanide to still be. Still do its potent. job. Yeah. Interesting. So. 
So there's that. So that ta- I kind of think that takes off anybody, you know, at the manufacturing plant. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I did not read that. I missed that part. Yeah, I don't know if they got that down there or not. I in the notes. I know they got that. That's what I got on the, the documentary. Right on. Yeah, but like, like I said, Mary Mary McFarland bottled. I they had a, you know, like a totally different lot number and stuff you know and i think they were i think one was like one lot was produced in pennsylvania one was produced in texas go figure texas (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) but no um yeah so they're they they wouldn't have got to chicago in 24 hours right absolutely so so I don't, I don't, I mean, where else do you want to, where do you want to go from there? Do you want to go through suspects or? Yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the, I know they picked up a couple different people um, and held, um, held one for a short minute. Yeah. Um, I know they had gotten a note. Oh, yeah. 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 It, and it was, trying to find it here. I'm sorry. I didn't highlight. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a highlighter in his I eye. do. But, okay, during the initial investigations, a man named James William Lewis was accused of sending a letter to Johnson & Johnson demanding a million dollars to stop the cyanide-induced murders. Upon his arrest... Uh, Lewis told authorities how a person behind the attacks have carried out how the person behind the attack may have carried out the killings by buying Tylenol, adding cyanide to the bottles. Okay, he showed them how to do it. You know, that doesn't sound guilty at all. (laughs) Um, But, you know, then returning them to the store shelf. Lewis was found to have previously possessed a poisoning book, and according to the confidential law enforcement document, his fingerprints were discovered on pages related to cyanide. Right. And, of course, Lewis, you know, he denied, you know, being responsible for the poisonings and admitted to writing the letter, which he said had he had worked on for three days. And during the trial, his attorney claimed that Lewis intended only to focus on the... Um, the attention of the authorities on his wife, former employer, I guess. Right, right. And Lewis, yeah, and Lewis convicted, was convicted of extortion and sentenced to 10 years in prison. Yeah, but there was, uh, if I remember correctly, there was something wrong with this timeline. Uh, if he'd been working on that letter for three days and wasn't there some sort of... Um, Time stamp or some sort of... Yeah, something about... Because he and his wife lived in Chicago. Took off right during the time of this all going down and went to New York, I think it was, or Brooklyn. And they were there. But the it the the postmark that was on the on the letter that he sent yeah the was, postmark was yeah. too close to, yeah if he'd been working on it fi- for three days it didn't fit yeah. yeah which means that he would have known about what was going on prior to the media actually coming out with um, their stories so his timeline didn't match up it was like well I've been working on that letter for three days. 
Well, your postmark was the day after. So that means that you were writing this letter before anybody in the nation knew that these these uh, killings were going on. And of course, you know, he clammed up. Was like, well, no, apparently I was. Yeah, my no, I, I retract that statement. Yeah. So you know, it it doesn't add up. Um, and he only went to jail for the extortion of you know the the blackmail extortion whatever of J and J, but he never went. He was never convicted of the murders, the Tylenol murders. So it still leaves the theory: was it him or was it somebody else? I mean, all evidence in my mind, just from the little bit that I've read and what we're talking about is that this man is extremely guilty, you know, no matter what he said behind closed doors. Well, yeah. And the thing I they're not touching here in the note that I got, um, the the original letter, and this is, I'm, I'm getting this off of the, uh, the documentary, it's uh, History, Greatest Mysteries. You can go on History Channel and find it. Um, season three, episode one, I think. Um, it, the letter that he wrote, the name he put on there wasn't the right name, and he had a bank account, uh-huh. and that's how they figured out. Okay, the bank account belonged to this guy, and so that's how they went and they got this other guy, which was, damn, and it escaped me, and I thought it was in here. But he was an heir to, like, I'm going to say, like, the Miller beer, beer fortune or something. Okay. So they were like, okay, it probably isn't this guy. Interesting. <laughs> he, yeah, he's not going to. And they found out it, somehow found out it was this other guy that's, uh, whatever his name was, uh, J- uh, James William Lewis guy. And... That sent the letter, which he admitted to sending. Right. So. Yeah, he didn't deny the letter. Yeah, I mean, he sent it. He used that name. I don't know why. Maybe that was his wife, former employer. Maybe that. It was something yeah, along that line. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember now. It came back to me. Yeah, he his for his wife worked for that company, and so he wanted to get them in trouble. Right. So that was his whole. Yeah, his whole beef, whatever. Yeah, that was his whole beef. He wants beef. a million dollars, man. It's the 80s. A million dollars is, back then is a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. Um, we uh, Real quick, though, um, Johnson & Johnson uh, estimated, uh, they issued a recall on an estimated 31 million bottles that were in circulation with a retail value of a hundred million dollars, which in t- in twenty twenty two would be about three hundred three million dollars. So this little deal cost Ty- Johnson and Johnson basically a hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So hey. if he was attempting to to get even with his uh, wife's former employer, uh, I mean a hundred million dollars is pretty is is a pretty big shaft to the to the company. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but that was, but that was, um, you know, that that he wasn't trying to get Johnson no. and Johnson. He was trying to get whatever was it Miller High Life or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, that's who he was trying to get. Oh, so I that get was the saying. guy who whose name he put on. Oh, I thought she worked for J and J. Sorry. No, no, she. I think she worked for the for for Miller. Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's why. 
And then the other another guy they had investigated was named um, Roger Arnold, and he was a dock worker at the Jewel Osco in Melrose Park, and which is a drugstore, I believe. And and he had possessed potassium cyanide. Uh-huh. Um, trying to think. Bar, bar owner Marty Sinclair, who establishment, in bar that Arnold um, frequented, reported Arnold to the police saying that Arnold had discussed killing people with white powder and had become increasingly erratic after his marriage had ended. Right. You know, so Arnold had worked with Rainer, Reiner's father at, at, at a warehouse, and Arnold's wife had been treated at a hospital across the street from the store, which Reiner bought her cyanide-laced pills from. Right. And... Yeah, it was found in Arnold's home. Arnold was held several times by the police, but never charged. But the dumbass yeah. was apparently pissed at uh, what Marty Sinclair, the yeah. bar owner. Yeah. So he fucking sat outside the bar and waited for him to come out. And what is, let's see, uh, um, uh, he actually... Shot. I'm looking for the name. Yeah, John um, Denisha. Yeah, who he mistook for Sinclair, and uh, so Arnold was convicted of killing in uh, January '84 and served 15 years of his 30-year sentence. So apparently he w- he was pretty pissed off about him getting turned in. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, one of the more interesting suspects. So. Arnold DNA never matched anything that they had. So. And neither did Lewis's, am I right? It, yeah. Yeah. Except on the page for that cyanide right, right. thing. But yeah, they've never matched anything. Um, one of the interesting ones was the Unabomber. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, which in the video that they had, because back then, right now, you couldn't pull this. In a store now, taking stuff off the shelf and pouring, right. because there's every step you take, there's a camera yeah, in front exactly. of you. Yeah, exactly. So they would catch you right off the bat. Then they didn't really have cameras, but the one store did have a camera. And there's a picture of the one lady buying her Tylenol and a picture of a guy with a beard that resembled... Kaczynski? Kaczynski and, well, they said he resembled Kaczynski and um, Lewis. Oh, really? Both, yeah. But it wasn't clear enough to really do a... Yeah, full full scan of who it is. So, yeah, so people, because the Unabomber, I'm not going to say the Unabomber because I don't want to pronounce his name. Um, (laughs) His family... Lived in that area, right. parents. And so he, yeah, he, he knew the there. area. Yeah, yeah. He so he stayed times. there. You know, he'd come from Montana and stay there for a while. <laughs> you know. Had to mail his fucking shit from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, the mail his mom's. <laughs> you know, so you know there was high, you know, high po- probability that you know, but I don't know. 
you know, I'm not sure how that, yeah, he denied ever having any type of cyanide. Yeah. Well, uh, they probably went in that direction because, if I'm reading this correctly, the first four Unabomber uh, crimes happened in Chicago and the suburbs in 78 through 80. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Kaczynski's parents had uh, uh, a home in the suburbs of Chicago. So that's probably, I mean, we joked about mailing him from his parents' house, but yeah, that's pretty that, much kind of what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and being in that area or whatever. So why wouldn't that, why wouldn't you put that two and two with your little red string together and say, maybe we ought to uh, go down and discuss Kaczynski's uh, interest in this, you know, their interest in him over this Tylenol murder. Do, do we know when Kaczynski was... Uh, actually apprehended because I was thinking it was like mid to late 80s. You know, I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find it right I'm quick sure. I know on. when they decided to, that they wanted samples, DNA sample from him, it was 2011. So, okay. Recent history, you know. Right. When they got the Unabomber, I don't know. Because um, I didn't really look. But well, damn, it says like between seventy eight and ninety five, because NC's murdered three individuals and injured twenty three. So, okay, so nineties. Yeah, was, so I mean, it's possible. Oh yeah, that it could have been that way. But you know, I'm thinking they never, you know, found nothing substantial to connect him. So I guess he was just kind of like, okay, probably maybe it wasn't him, you know. Did you know that in June of 2023, Kaczynski committed suicide in prison? I, I did. I did not know that. Yeah, he committed suicide. Don't know how he committed suicide. I don't. Well, we don't really care. I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not it's irrelevant in the no. grand scheme of. Damn coward. Pretty much. Anyway, sorry. Do your time. To, yeah. Be a pussy bitch. Yeah. But yeah, then then afterward, you know, they you know, they still really haven't they, to this day they still don't know. No. I mean, there there's been copycats. You know, I think a couple of them have actually been caught, you know. Oh, the copycats? Yeah. Yeah, I think they've been Yeah, you know, it's sad, you know. Uh Okay, listen. I don't agree with it. But however they did it, is actually a little it just seems a little ingenious especially if you're if you're telling me that the cyanide will only last 24 hours in those caplets yeah so it's it's a move 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 situation so you've got to fill the caplets get the get them in the bottles get them on the shelf and then hope that somebody buys them before the 24 hours is up i'm 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 just I'm speculating here, people. This is this is the murdered mind in me coming out. Yeah. So, in in grand scheme of it, whoever did this has planned it and has to have a perfect scenario fall into place, especially to be able to get what? How many was there? Seven. Yeah. Seven I, people uh, have yeah. d- died from taking these caplets. So. If if you have somebody that's willing to go the distance like this, who's to say that they don't have the out so that they won't get caught if they've already put together all this thought? It's not like an instantaneous, oh, I'm going to do this right now type thing, you know? Crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I think, yeah, you have, I think you probably had to do walkthroughs and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get to, I mean. Do you think that they could take the photo from that camera that they have the guy, the picture of the guy in the background? Do you yeah. think they could take it today and re, re-image it and maybe clean it up in to, with today's technology? I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I couldn't answer that. I would like to think maybe they could make it at least a little bit clearer. Right. Well, see, I don't understand these cameras and convenience stores because we can go and take a perfect picture on Mars, clear <laughs> as can be, but then they want to show a picture of somebody on footage that robbed the place and right. you can't make out their face. Right. Like, why is this? Uh, you would think that, well, mm-hmm. for starters, it's the camera angles. You know, they put those cameras up so high. You know, with technology, you would think that they would have cameras mounted right on the doors, uh, you know, on the on the walls right there. You know, everything's getting scanned as you as you're walking in and out. Um, maybe I ought to get a hold of Walmart and see if they'd be interested in my thought process to yeah. uh, I make millions. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, if you're thinking about that, you know, if you, you you're exactly right, most of the the CCTV stuff that you see is like from an upper shot you know it's from way up and they're trying to get uh, do you recognize this guy and this guy's got a fucking hat on and a bandana up around his chin and you're like i fucking can't even see this guy's face you know if you would think that you would have angles in every direction on the in and outdoors to you know basically scan and get a shot from from everywhere you would have better pictures of them but no, they get one camera by the fucking door on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is what it is. Yep. But, you know. But, you know, um, Johnson & Johnson, they, you know, like I said, at, they got to a point to where they just recalled everything right. on the shelves, you know. Yeah. Just bring it all back. And, you know, Jeremy told you they lost, they lost their ass. Yeah. $100 Money million dollars is their ass. Yeah. They lost a lot. You know, and, of course, you know. They got, you know, of course, you know, people are going to sue. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. We can't, we can't, um, we can't have a big, a big but, issue and then yeah. nobody else gets paid too. So, but the court hearing the case projected a claim of liability, I guess. But Johnson and Johnson wanted to make it right, mm-hmm. you know, even though they know like there's nothing we could have done about it. Right. There was, but there's we want to make the, wrong. We want to make it right for the families and they made a, Undisclosed sum, they gave them money. Nice to make it right. So you know, kudos to Johnson and Johnson for yeah, cause it's, because I, I think if I'm reading this right, they they weren't found liable. But well, it wasn't their fault. They didn't yeah. do anything. They made a product, and some fucking jackass, fucking pussy ass bitch motherfucker goes out and does this, and you know, d- still doesn't even take a claim to it. Yep. You know, here it is. You know, what did we say? How many years later? Yeah, like 40, 41, 42 years. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's cowardice. Oh, it, It's all cowardice. I mean. And now, because of this, that's why we got to sit there and take a fucking piece of plastic <laughs> off our pills and fucking <laughs> fight with a cap that my uh, two-year-old grandson can, can take off, but I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, you know what, man? I I don't mind uh, the safety precautions yeah, that they no, put on this stuff. No, it's completely fine. Yeah, uh, it's it, it does. It makes you. I mean, you're you're gonna think about this forever because, like you said, there's been there's been several copycat, you know, and 
and people are just weird and shit like that. And yeah. so they'll just continue to try to collect their 15 minutes of fame. Um, you know, we've seen it a hundred times oh, yeah. in, in a lot of different scenarios. And, you know, so I think that I'm, I'm a little bit safer when I go get a bottle and I have to rip mm. the plastic off and take the inner seal off and then pull the cotton out of the motherfucker. And, <laughs> I have to go on the internet and inscribe each individual scan, each individual label on each pill. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm just fucking with you. I don't want to do that, but yeah, it's it's still pretty. It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like my whole opinion for the people that done this, the copycat, the whoever done the original. There's a special place in hell for you. Oh yeah, because you know. Why? There's absolutely no fucking no. reason. No, these people didn't wrong they, you. Yeah, they didn't wrong. They did nothing yeah. to you, you know. And you don't want to just for kit, you know, for shits and giggles, you're gonna go put cyanide in pills and see what happens. No, yep. you know, fuck you. Yep, you're an asshole. You know, and then, and I hope, and thing I always hate, and I hope none of them did it that did get caught. When they plead insanity. Oh, yeah, yeah. you fucking killed somebody. Of course you're insane, stupid. <laughs> you know? I've, yeah. I that, mean, I, that, that's just my... Anybody that's ever pleaded that, I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's a stupid cop-out plea. Very much so. You know, I, I think you. I think you've covered that on murder. on two stop. Yeah, we we covered on two stop with uh, the, in in the Windigo case where right. the old man goes to the back of the bus and then fucking stabs the kid and starts eating him. Okay. And uh, and he pled insanity when they when they, and you know basically he did. He's like, oh, Windigo made me do it, and uh, I'm like, you know, people get out of so much shit by using that plea. For, you know, for doing things that uh, they, you know, that they knew what they were doing. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, obviously, you're insane. You know, that's my <sighs> whole thing. Yeah. 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 Don't <laughs> you take took my a thing. human life. <laughs> I'm the one that's insane over here. You can't take my thing. Go yeah, make no up shit. your own shit. You know, <laughs> then, of course, that kind of led down into Halloween where it was a big thing, especially that year where people were worried about poison mm -hmm. candy and you know, candy sales were down. Yep. You know, and that, yeah, you know, it's always kind of been a thing, you know, yeah. you know, with the razor blade in the apples. And I had read, and I don't know if since I've read this article, if it's happened now, but at one point there had never been a reported count, account of a razor blade or poison candy. What do you mean? Uh, another the, account? Because, I mean. There's never been a report. There's never been an account, uh, an account. Of a razor blade ever being in an apple, ever. So somebody just made it up and put it out there, or what? I, I mean, that's what I'm assuming, because there's no police reports or anything that ever verified that a razor blade was ever put in an apple. Now, since I read that article, which had been a few some years back, right? You know, it might have changed by now. Right, absolutely. But yeah, at the at this point, yeah, no, there had never been a documented case of. A tampered apple or well i know that there was a murderers covered a murder where a father actually uh put cyanide in his kids candy well yeah because he was trying to collect the life insurance money yeah. on his children yeah i don't um, know about the can i just know the apple right 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 fruit. right right i'm with you i don't know man i never I, i'm you know that's always been the horror story you know 
in the past as you know somebody bit into an apple and there's razor blades in yeah. it and um i don't know how you wouldn't i don't know how you wouldn't see it on an apple I mean, I, well and i do it to this day i'll look at an apple right. even if i bought it out of the store i will look at the apple and you make know, sure there ain't no flits in it or anything you know what's worse than finding a worm in your apple Finding a razor blade? Finding a half a worm in your apple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's why I always look at it because you're looking to see if there's any bruising, any slits or any, you know, uh, animal holes or whatever because you don't want to bite into. We don't want to bite into a razor blade for once, but, you know, I don't want to bite into a worm that's living inside that apple. Uh, God, man. That's just disgusting. Disgusting. But, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I would think that they would. There's got to be some sort of tech that can actually clean up those photos, and maybe actually work on trying to figure out. Uh, uh, you know, we have we now have Codex, which is covering a lot more DNA, and you know stuff like that. So you would think that they would be able to try to figure out exactly who did this. I don't know why they haven't yet. Well, I think several of the uh, several of the um, suspects have packed away since. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it does happen. You know, this is 1982, two, and we are now in 2023. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know a lot of the people that packed away would be in their late 60s, right? Right. You know, early 70s now. Um, so. You know, that the twelve-year-old, she'd be right. our age, you right? Know? But, you yeah, know, poor thing. That—that's the saddest part, you know. I mean, not it was sad that any of them had right, died, right. But you know, a twelve-year-old yeah. girl, you they know, didn't fucking do anything. Yeah, did absolutely nothing. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, people are assholes, and that's why yeah. I don't like most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Except you, our listeners, we, we love, love you. you. Absolutely, we love you. But yeah, so you know, going back to the candy thing, did you check your kids' candy when they went trick or treating? Yes, we did, we did. We kind of looked it over, and yeah. you know, but once again, you know, we didn't have local X-ray machines to look at. Yeah, it, which, you know, a lot of people did that. I mean, you know, obviously, an X-ray machine is not going to tell me that there's cyanide in these fucking well, no. things, but. You know, ne- uh, you know needle, needles, razor blades, yeah, shit yeah. like that, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we looked it over. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. Do we? I mean, we did. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We didn't do like a thorough check uh, every yeah. little piece. You know, yeah, we, uh, hold under it up the, to the light. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we look, if something looked open or something, we say, well, let's let's put this aside. Yeah, you we'll know? come back to that. Yeah, you know. Listen, man, 99 percent of people are good people. Oh, and yeah. they're not gonna fucking do that. But yeah. it just takes that one percent. You know, I try to, you know, we always try to stay, you know, in nicer neighborhoods and stuff. And I know that don't mean nothing necessarily. Right, but, right. You know, I mean, you know, we, you know, you feel a little safer, you know. Yeah. Are you? I don't know, but. Well, and we, <laughs> you know, for me growing up, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it was always like, do you know who lives there? Is yeah. Are you familiar with that? You have friends? Is that their parents? Is that their grandparents? Stuff like that. So we spent a lot of time actually just kind of doing houses that we knew from, you know, friends and family. But, um, you know, obviously as, as you get older and, you know, that opens up even more, people are, you know, got their got yeah. their porch lights on. 
you know, you're not going to stop the kids like more candy, more candy. And like, okay, let's, let's go. And you just you take the precautions mm-hmm. and, uh, you just do that. I love oh, yeah. these. I, I love these, um, things that the parents did the last few years where they would tell the kids that they ate all their fucking Halloween candy <laughs> while they were sleeping. That was always hilarious. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my kids, man, they all, they always made a killing. I mean, we'd have to switch out bags after a while. Right. Right. Know, so. It's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, all guys. Right. Well, I hope you're enjoying, um, the golden eighties tackle the thriller of the filler, you know, the Halloween episodes. Um, this one's a little different than normally stuff we would, we would handle, but we thought yeah. it would be fun to, to yeah, dive took in a murder nerd turn. We did know? totally. And we wish we'd have had a murder with us tonight. So we did. We had Jeremy. Oh, Hey, that's right. I am a murder. And I so. weird. Okay. All right. Um, so hopefully you love us and you'll want to tell all your friends about us and you want to go. Oh, 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 oh I am sh- so sorry. I've been meaning to do this for several weeks. Yeah. We are Fat Billy Ray approved. by the way. I keep forgetting to say that and I am so sorry, but we are Fat Billy Ray approved. I just wanted to throw that out there. And, and how did you come about that? Because he told me so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Did did you run into him somewhere? Yeah, he called here. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he remember? did. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. I don't know. I talked to Fat Billy Ray so often that I, I forget when yeah, he called. Yeah, he called here one time after we, we recorded an episode. Right. And he said we were Fat Billy Ray approved. We definitely Fat Billy Ray approved. Yeah, that was the first time I talked to him. And, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, people were waiting for that to listen, to wait until we were Fat Billy Ray approved. Uh, yeah, now you can. Now you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we need to get a we need to get an emblem up on the Facebook page and oh, be yeah. like, Golden Eighties has been Fat Billy Ray approved. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I no, didn't mean no, I wanted no, to throw that out good there. Stuff. I keep That's forgetting good to say stuff. it. Um, yeah, so if you like us, maybe you'll like somebody else in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire, uh, which includes the Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, uh, the United States Paranormal, Indiana Chiefs fans, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze, all of which you should always go out and check out because everybody's working hard and they're doing oh, a great yes. job putting together their podcast. Oh, so, yes. It's a lot of work, people. I hope you all appreciate it because we do it for you. We we do a little bit for ourselves, but yeah. we do it for the listeners. And, oh, yeah. And we love our listeners, and we want to thank you guys for checking us out. And, uh, you know, send us, uh, send us a like and a subscribe on Apple or Spotify and uh, a review on Apple if you have a little Please. time. Let people know. What, we want people to see what you think of Frankie Vegas. Yeah. Be gentle. <laughs> Be gentle. <laughs> I'm and, new at this. I've not done this before. <laughs> and, of course, you know, we do have the merch store at goldenmojoent.com. You can go and pick out uh, a nice hoodie or a glass or a T-shirt. We've got some really cool T-shirts up there. And, you know, there's always more to come. Golden Jay's working on it. He's just been really busy. It's, 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 it's a lot, people, and I'm... Yeah. And we're loving it. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving it. But I don't want you to think I'm letting you down. That's all I'm saying. No. All right. Never. Never. All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you next week for another Halloween thriller. Thriller. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Later. See ya. 
Thank you.